And for us, what we really bonded on was the uh, it, it was the opportunity to try to pass on some knowledge. Um, we both came into construction, at least at least I did for sure, um, not really knowing what was really going on, especially in the construction management world. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of um, go out there in the field, figure it out, sink or swim, trial by fire. Hey, what's up everyone? Uh, my name is Matt Graves and I got Kyle Grandell and this is the CM Mentors Episode Zero. And so the CM Mentors is going to be an informative, entertaining and interactive experience for construction managers by construction managers. So it's something me and Kyle, we've been talking for a while, and we decided to put our heads together and try to do something to kind of give back to the community. So Kyle, why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. So thanks, Matt. So my name's Kyle Grandel. I'm a construction manager right now. Um, my background, I grew up in Minnesota. Um, I was an electrician first. I came up in the ranks that way. Got my license and then went to school for engineering. And then uh, through that, I made some contacts. I was working out on sites all around the country. Um, as an engineer uh, at, at the time, doing um, doing some in installation work, doing a lot of uh, design work, and then also some troubleshooting in the field, helping out with commissioning, helping get some um, production lines started up. And then um, that got me some contacts in construction management. I just happened to be down working on a job in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I heard of a contact who needed some help up in Michigan, needed an electrical dedicated construction manager. So I, I hit him up, and I said, well, I'm, I'm always on site anyways. I might as well go try something else a little different here. So that was back in 2016 when I started the company, and then um, just haven't looked back. Kind of transitioned from electrical CM to uh, overall lead CM and now over, oversee the projects. So how about you, Matt? Uh, fun stuff, man. Um, yeah, so actually I realized when we were chatting earlier that I put out a lot of stuff with my newsletter and stuff like that, and I've never really probably done a proper introduction of who I am for the people who don't really know so uh, I went to Texas A&M, I got a civil engineering degree. I got halfway through civil engineering to school and decided I don't wanna be an engineer. And so I was able to uh, specialize your senior year and I decided to go construction management. Uh, I graduated in 2010, just as we was coming out of the recession. It was super hard to find a job. And so I got one with it. it actually, it turned out to be really cool. It was a company that did like active and passive vehicle barriers. Um, they're all crash-rated projects, products, and we did them a lot of military bases. So I got a, a lot of federal contracting experience early in my career, and so it's only gotten easier since then. <laughs> so after that, I went to work for a mechanical and plumbing subcontractor as a project manager, learned that trade, uh, and now I'm working for an owner's rep, uh, AGCM, as a as a project manager for them. We're uh, just in the Texas area managing um, different public and some private projects around here. So that's a little bit about myself. Do um, you want to go ahead and tell them what we're doing, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So as you mentioned, um, so, so you and I started talking here a few months ago, um, pretty much just, just a cold conversation. We connected on LinkedIn, had a few, had a few chats, a few calls, and we were, we were just hitting it off. And, and for us, what we really bonded on was the, uh, it, it was the opportunity to try to pass on some knowledge. Um, we both came into construction, at least, at least I did for sure, um, not really knowing what was really going on, especially in the construction management world. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of um, go out there in the field, figure it out, sink or swim, trial by fire type things. And, and when I got in, you know, thankfully I had a good mentor, so I, I learned a lot quickly. But I'd like to really head off that, that industry even better and really be able to offer some, some good input for, for the younger generations as they're coming on board, try to get them some stuff that's going to be really helpful. Kind of those, you know, those basics, you know, basic 101 things. But also, what are some good tips? You know, what are some things that I wish I knew when I got into it? 
So for me, this is a great platform to do that because you and I can can speak and hopefully we get some good audience members that want to do some Q&A stuff jumping ahead mm-hmm. here. Um, but uh, and then this is a chance for us to kind of kind of reach them even if we don't have the time to do so. It's it's so hard to uh, you know make those connections and get time outside of calls like this. So with, at least with this, I feel like it's a good opportunity to, to get out to more people than you know than we can schedule on our calendar in a week. So I was kind of in the same boat. So when I got out of school, I mean, you're in college and you think you kind of know what construction looks like and what it, especially construction management, right? And you get out in the real world and you realize like. Man, I don't even really know what a submittal is. You know, they asked me to put together a submittal. I was like, I don't even know what that means. And so you realize real quickly, you don't really know how, especially you know, kind of the commercial construction world that I work in and you work in, that how some of this stuff really works. And uh, you know, I work for a real small company. There was like five of us in the office when we started, and they were like, all right, he's going to be your mentor. Well, that guy's running; his hair's on fire. He's running five or six projects. And so I was supposed to help him, and then I just, before you know it, like you're kind of running projects, and you don't have any clue what you're doing. And so Google was my friend, and YouTube is my friend, and just trying to figure it out as I go. So um, I found not everybody is maybe as good at Google and stuff as I was. And so just kind of, I think, a platform like this would be a good way to give back and kind of help those people that may be not working for a great company that has the great mentors, maybe they're a small company and they're, everyone's hair's on fire like they are. And so um, a way to ha- kind of help, you know, cut that learning curve a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so kind of the, to kind of tell the, what the, the what is on top of that. So it's, the plan is for it to be a weekly podcast. It's going to be distributed, if I can figure it out, everywhere that podcasts go. Uh, the Apple Podcasts, the Spotify's, uh, the Stitcher. Um, all those things, as well as doing the video recording here on YouTube. Um, and so it's be a weekly thing. It, it'll go out with the uh, the Saturday Construction Curiosities newsletter every week. But then, obviously, if you're subscribed on the platforms, you'll get it that way. So, Kyle, I think we touched on the why. Do you have any other whys on your court? Um, no, I, the biggest thing for me is, is, I mean, like you mentioned, trying to give back a little bit, trying to help help reach reach some people because mm-hmm. there's there's so much knowledge that that you know not just not just me or you has, but there's so much knowledge out there, and knowledge that isn't passed on is just wasted. So that's yeah. kind of my philosophy, and it's also like you know trying to do speaking engagements, trying to trying to get in front of people that that are going to be coming up in the ranks soon, and get them excited because it's such a cool industry. There's so many cool things we get to do, not every day. But a lot of days, there's some really cool stuff we get to do. So, well, I've seen a couple couple articles lately that are talking about. One was in Canada, and one was I think AGC in the states that was talking about like 81 percent of contractors in in the United States are having trouble filling construction management roles. Oh yeah. And so you got this whole workforce. I mean, you've been hearing about it in the skilled trades, right? You know, we're not going to be able to find plumbers and welders, and because of this mass exodus of baby boomers. But it's I think it's I mean it's happening in construction management as well. So being able to maybe capture some of that information and some of that knowledge and kind of push it down to the younger ranks and so kind of help yeah. you know it. Well, absolutely, because ultimately right now, and it's been this way for a long time, where do our construction managers typically come from? They come from people that when worked for a GC. They were, super, they were assistant super, they were a super, senior super, project manager, or whatever, and eventually they, they get to be a construction manager. But with having a trade shortage now means that five, ten years from now, our construction manager pool is going to be way down. So mm-hmm. I feel like right now it's a really critical time that we get people interested, excited, get them the knowledge to jump right into being construction management, 
personnel and start getting into that field. Otherwise, our industry is going to be in big trouble. Yeah, it's we've got to get it now. Um, so what we're doing is we're going to have a guest every week. It's going to be a, some sort of subject matter expert guest in a specific topic. Um, it could be, you know, we'll get into the topics in a minute, but, you know, leadership and construction basics and all these sort of things. And so we've actually reached out to a number of kind of heavy hitters. I'm kind of excited. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to be taking notes myself from some of these people because I'm like, I'm super excited to chat with them. Um, but they'll come on. It'll be, you know, half and half, half a normal podcast type thing where they're telling us about it. We'll kind of have a conversation with them. And then the idea is to open it up for a Q&A for the live audience. Um, there's a chat bar, and if anybody's watching, there's a few people watching right now. So go ahead and you can, you know, ask questions in the chat bar, play with that. But if you're shy and want to do it in the chat bar, and there's also a way uh, with this Riverside platform where you can do a live call in too. And so we've, we've played a little bit with it. And so you basically call in, it'll, it'll ask you for your question, um, and then it pops up and we can let you in. You pop up on the screen. And then you join us, and we'll, you can join the conversation with uh, us and the, whoever the expert is of that week. Yeah, and, and, and to that point, Matt, I mean, also why I love this idea is because this is a great way to get engagement. And, mm -hmm. I mean, having the Q&A part, I think, would be really cool. We just need to, need to get people jumping on here and, you know, being brave and, you know, call in even. That'd be awesome. That's one thing I thought too. A lot of times you listen to podcasts, and it's a one way conversation, right? I mean, somebody's interviewing somebody else, and you maybe listen to it, and you're like, man, I wish I could ask that person whatever. Yeah. And so, this, I mean, this is the opportunity to, to get on and, and, and to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you want to touch on some of the topics we're looking at, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. As you said, we've got some great topics coming up here. We've got uh, going to have some discussion about building your brand. So, how do you stand out in a micro attention world? I mean, how do you really build that personal brand? It's so big, and especially in our world now, that you know, it's not so much about the work that you do, it's about who are you working with. Um, so mm -hmm. this, that'll be a great topic, great discussion there, especially because, and you and I were talking about this yesterday, I, I wish I had started earlier. Yeah. I started really getting involved with building my brand in the last year or two, and man, I've been on LinkedIn for probably 15 years or more, and I didn't do anything with it until recently. I just, I can only imagine if I had started earlier. So so that's one topic we're going to talk about. And on about. that, yeah. And on that, I mean, I'll even add, like, you don't even have to, like, be, you know, searching for a job to build your brand. I mean, just me posting on LinkedIn and building relationships, like, me and you got to be buddies, and, like, I've learned a lot from you, and I've learned, like, so much. I've connected with so many people and networked with so many people that, honestly, I can go on to, uh, I can go on LinkedIn right now and just kind of ask a question, and I get flooded with responses that's it's pretty cool so yeah. building that network out absolutely yeah and then a couple other topics we have coming up here um talk about technology i mean how could we have a good podcast about talking about technology um and then uh, we have some have some freight and shipping experts that'll come on board as well which is a you know especially with the supply chain issues we've been dealing with in the last couple of years it's a hot topic and it's a really good one to know about um, we'll have some safety considerations from the owner side, so pretty excited. We actually have an, have an owner signed up that'll, that'll come on and talk a little bit about safety on their end. Um, taking control of your career growth and creating your own opportunities. So a lot about career growth and you know how do you get to those next levels? How do you leverage your resources in your networks from, from doing things like this and you know meeting new people? How do you leverage that? Um, we'll get some some surveys and maybe some civil prep tips as well. There's you know, there's a civil, there's a, there's a structural part to most projects we deal with, so have some great tips to learn there. And also we'll talk to some people that have written some books, too. Um, so there's a lot of good topics coming up. We have a, 
a bunch of people that are signed up already that are that are wanting to come on board. So they're excited. And I'm excited too. It's gonna be fun. And really, that's just kind of the first handful. I mean, and we're looking at a lot of other ones where, um, you know, just management of the cost, time, the quality, uh, you know, project management basics, tips, sustainability. Um, it's we're really excited where this can go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you got anything to add? We got a couple of questions here. Anything to add before we jump into the Q and A? No, I think we I think we pretty much covered the big things here. Um, yeah, we got some questions here, so let's let's start jumping in. So Brad asks, any novel ideas to help diehard field guys, engineering or skilled, get excited about actually taking the management route? Hmm. You kind of come from the field route, Kyle. What do you think? Yeah, well, it, I would say it, the biggest thing is it depends on on what you like to do. Um, now, for me. I like to go on the management route eventually because I like to look at the bigger picture and I like to be involved with the planning side of things. And to me, that's really challenging. Um, you know, when you're when you're when you're skilled and when you're in the field, you're, you get really really good at what you do. I mean, you do that for years. You, you build up these skills, you build up the experience, you get really good at what you do. If you want to get yourself really challenged, you, you start branching out from that. You start doing more things and you start trying to fit in the puzzle pieces amongst different trades and you start looking at, you know, bigger picture, higher level stuff. That's kind of my thoughts on that. What do you think? Uh, I mean, novel, I mean, this may not be a novel idea, but construction can be a tough, you know, physically demanding, depends on what you're doing, can be a physically demanding thing. And so I've seen a lot of guys that are real successful that have built a career, a first half of their career in the field, you know, installing it, doing it. And then once their knees give out, right, or the back, you know, they don't want to be out there in the elements anymore. They can take what they've learned and be way more successful by coming into the office because they know how it works. They know how it goes together. They, they know the struggles in the field. And so if you can show them how their skills can transfer over um, and how they can save their knees when they're 55 years old and yeah. 60 years old and, you know, those type of guys, because if we're talking the diehard field guys, I'm thinking the guys have basically built a career on it. Um, you know, come in, I mean, heck, they can be estimators because they know how it builds. You know, they've got a whole leg up. The management side, that's the easy part. Knowing how the whole, the whole puzzle comes together is the, the hard part, I think. Yeah. Well, and, and you got to be somebody who likes challenges because when you start getting into management, you're going to have challenges that you never even thought you'd encounter. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's kind of a whole other world. And as long as you enjoy challenges, then I think it's a great route. But. So we got a caller. Let's try this one out. Ooh, Heather see. Langton. All right. What's up, Heather? Let's see if this works. Hello. How are you? Hey. Hey, Heather. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. How are you doing? Okay. As long as you can hear me. Good. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the gap that is starting to become very apparent in the field of construction. And what it what you guys are seeing happening to address that gap and try and minimize it so that as people retire we don't end up with a huge shortage which we're already seeing a little bit of it's just going to get worse according to the statistics so i'm just mm -hmm. wondering what you guys have seen as unique things that are trying to address that gap okay okay I'll take a first stab at it here, Matt. So um, what I'm seeing that's really good, I see a lot of companies that are spending time to go out and speak, speak to the younger generations and, and even low, even um, you know, younger than construction management students or, you know, we're talking high school, middle school, get them excited about the trades. 
because I think that's the biggest problem is that people don't get mm -hmm. excited about it because at least like my generation is probably a little bit younger. Everybody was pushed to go to college, go get a degree. You got to go into engineering. You got to got to do this this thing or that. But there's good money to be made in trades. There's there's no shortage of work, and there's always gonna be work out there. Yeah. So so my thoughts are some of the good things I'm seeing. Like I said, it's it's that it's that engagement and it's that getting the younger the younger people more excited about it. You know, I think Mike Rowe did a really good job of kind of changing the the stigma around quote dirty jobs and so i think you know just having platforms like that you know he was on national tv for a decade or however long and so i think he did a lot you know i think there's a lot of programs going on in the country which I, they probably don't do a good enough job of advertising really they're not getting the publicity they deserve because really when i i didn't really start finding them until i really started playing around with social media and connecting with more people and talking with more people you realize like there's a lot of this stuff going on um, it's just not very well broadcasted out very much. And so maybe trying to find a way to amplify that. Um, I mean, we're trying to do this for, you know, specifically for construction management type stuff, but I think it's a grassroots effort. Um, and everyone's just trying to find a way to tackle it on their own. But how about you, Heather? Are you seeing anything? Um, so I've seen a lot of the youth being involved. Yeah. Um, I've also seen what Matt is saying about posts about the trades and um, how it's it's different than college, but it's not lower quality, lower. You're not on a totem pole. It's just yeah. different. Um, and so I've seen a lot of that, which is really cool. Um, and I try and repost what I can for things like that. Um, but I just... I think that because our generation has been led to believe that college was the only next step, mm -hmm. that um, we've got a lot of fixing to do on that whole stigma related to anything that's blue collar because blue collar is by society in general considered lower on the totem pole in certain generations. And which is, I don't think it's accurate. Like I said, I think it's just different. But so I've seen a little bit of stuff here and there, but I think the biggest thing is going to be educating our generation so that our children understand that they can be and do anything with or without college. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what's a funny thing? I, so I got to I got to say Heather has been awesome. She's been one of my biggest supporters ever since I started this thing. I don't, what episode were you did you do a Q&A? Do you remember? It was like episode 10 or 12 or something like God. that. It was a long time ago. <laughs> So was, Heather, she's yeah, the she's the profit queen on LinkedIn, uh, and so you want to go ahead and tell yes. everybody what you do a little bit, yeah. and why you're wearing the crown. Just to kind of introduce yourself, because <laughs> I appreciate everything you've done to support. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so my name is Heather Langton, and I own On Point Business Coaching, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, my last name is L-A-N-G-T-O-N, if you want to look me up there. Um, but I'm a business coach. I help with strategy. I go into companies and help them figure out how to make things run more efficiently, create systems so that the owner can step away from the business, but yet things will still run as they want them to, and make more profit in the long run. That's the ultimate goal. And I'm very good at helping people to make more profit, which is why I'm called Profit Queen. So I wear a crown. You mentioned something about branding earlier, and I thought, oh, well, that's <laughs> – ta-da. 
I saw you put a post out. It's probably been a month or two ago where you said somebody you got on a call because you wear your crown all the time. And that's kind of your, uh, it's your branding, right? And somebody said, why are you wearing a crown? No one's going to take you seriously. And you said something like, well, I don't go tell you to change your logo and your branding. And that like, it hit me. I was like, damn, exactly. Heather. <laughs> From the post to put a whole bunch of crown emojis in there just for them. <laughs> and a picture of me and my crown. Just so that they could see that it didn't matter what they said. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did. I actually told them, I said, I'm going to take a step back and keep my peace. But what I'm going to tell you is that I would not tell you to change your logo if I didn't like the colors. And I wouldn't certainly would not judge whether or not you can do your job based on your logo. So, yeah. I don't I'm even a know what, was, maker, what can I say? I don't know what we're <laughs> talking about, but I had to introduce you because you've been awesome. But thanks. <laughs> well, I will, uh, I will get off as far as the video goes and let you guys go through your the rest of your podcast, which is... Awesome, by the way. Love it. Thanks, Thanks, Heather. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Heather. So, for everything up, uh, is there any other questions? Some other audience members? Well, here, Matt, actually, I had a question for you to kill some time here. So, um, you have your PMP certification, and I'm curious as to what made you go that route. Uh, I initially started going that route, um, honestly, back two jobs ago. I was looking at a lot of job posts and I saw everybody was asking for PMPs at that time. It was kind of before CCM kind of took foothold, you know, okay. uh, or took more of a foothold, I guess. Yeah. And so I bought all the books and then I got a job and I never studied for it. <laughs> and then I, when I came over to the owner's side, uh, was a, or came over to the company I'm with now on the owner's rep side, I was talking about, yeah, I got all the books. I need to go study. And they were like, do it. We have a lot of CCMs and we don't have very many PMPs. And sometimes they ask for that. And anyway, so we, uh, I went that route, and I'm in the process right now of studying for my CCM to to get to get both of them. It doesn't hurt to have both, but sure. that was kind of the the genesis behind it. Um, sure, it's a very well-rounded. It's not specific to construction. It's project management professional, so it's more uh, vague. Not I say vague, more uh, all project management. Like they'll talk about IT stuff. They'll talk about you know all project management industries, and so. Broad range of topics, I got you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's well, very, it's very textbook. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like for mine, I, I chose a CCM mainly because when I got into construction management, I said I wanted to find something that was going to be structured to help me get more exposure, you know, um, more professional exposure, I should say, informal to all the different parts of being a construction manager. So it was the one that I found that I just I liked what was in the materials and I liked the coursework that was that you know all the different topics and. Um, but it was a good experience. I'm really glad I did it. So yeah, no, I've cool. been through as I'm going through the the CCM stuff. It's definitely got it's good 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 information. Yeah, it is. So I got one question for you. Uh, right. In the spirit of trying to have fun with this thing, you're an electrician by trade. Yeah. What is your stance when people say electricians are allergic to brooms? Well, I would say that they're 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 right if they've ever seen it. I mean. <laughs> I've never touched one personally. That's why I got the master <laughs> license. So you don't have to touch the broom. You don't have to touch the wire anymore either. You're the master. <laughs> well, I'm not insured for it anymore. So no, I don't touch the wire anymore. <laughs> well, cool guys. I think that was fun. Um, so just to kind of tease the next one, uh, the next guest we have, his name's Angelo Sw- Sw- Swintes. I probably just butchered his name. 
He's published uh, the Human Side of Construction book, and uh, we're going to be interviewing him, and he'll be our next guest on episode one. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, me too. It's going to be great. So uh, keep a keep a lookout on constructionyeti.substack.com for the list of all the future guests and how you can how you can get logged on and follow us along. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, good engagement too. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. We're gonna get more going. See y'all. Yeah. Thanks, everybody.